you're ready. Take it away, maestro. You look way too excited. I'm so excited. Factory. <laughs> I'm very angry. <laughs> Hard cut. Welcome to Ambridge to Nowhere. Uh, a, it a, certainly is. A, a podcast about the archers, uh, wherein 50% of the participants know anything about the archers, and 50% wish they didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm Alex Horn, a uh, voice actor, podcaster, non listener to the archers. And I'm Ray. And I've gone fucking feral. <laughs> okay, we need to address the uh, the bard in the room. Um, so, your, oh, your song, Emma and the Chicken Factory, <laughs> yeah. is... Yeah. You, it's just safe to say that uh, those listening who can't see Ray, <laughs> they are just rubbing their eyes I in... I did in... my first Archer's tweet ever. I only joined Twitter this year because my rule about social media is that I will join it if I have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And This I, is it. This is your hill to fight and die on is it, Archer's Twitter. This specifically wasn't, but this, my first contribution to the st- strangely large Archer's fandom on Twitter was 
hello, this is my first Archer's tweet. I am upset. That was it. Did you garner a response that you were expecting? I actually did. <laughs> some Amazing. some person, I forget their name, because it was a, probably two weeks ago now, was mm-hmm. like, yeah, so am I. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so... Everyone is. Everyone's upset. Emma... has <laughs> to do with Emma. Okay. Remi- rem- this isn't even the only reason I'm upset. There's okay. like five reasons I'm upset. Okay, so this we're, All happened we're just at once. not even going to bother with a hit list this week because Oh, we are. Oh, okay. But we'll get to we'll it. We'll get there. So remind the listeners, definitely not me who does remember who Emma is. Remind the <laughs> listeners who Emma is. Um Emma Grundy. Yes. Previously of the Horobins, so Susan Horobin and her husband. I'm so upset. So, Emma Grundy married into the Grundys. She is married to Ed Grundy, but also had a kid with his brother, Will Grundy. So, that was a bit of drama. Uh huh. So, she was originally with Will, had a kid with him, mm-hmm. and then left him for Ed. Oh. And I yeah. wasn't. I was like probably like 10 for most of this storyline okay, cool. but i know about a this lot is a of long it. time ago okay. yeah i like read it online and i was like that all fucking happened when did this fucking <laughs> it's that kind of plot i was like when did they have the time to do all of this oh, i'm so upset i can barely speak okay so we've talked about the affordable home thing before because we talked about Justin Elliott who i yes hate. yes the guy who promised to build a bunch of affordable homes and then just didn't do that. He built Because he some... had no plans on building want... that many, right? The first thing I should say about this is it's, and, and I'm doing air quotations, affordable homes. Right. In, so in, in the it's... British market, which is to say that they build a bunch of three and four bedroom homes and expect new buyers to be able to afford them, which yeah. is not possible. It's affordable in the sense that you have to get a debilitating mortgage yeah. Yeah. for your entire life. So, Emma and Ed... And their children were going to move in to a new house. They'd gotten on the shortlist. They were going to do the exchange, you know, get the keys, mm-hmm. get this mortgage. Um, so they were working their asses off because even though they were getting the mortgage, they still like had to make some of that money to right. pay you, for yeah, it. Yeah, and you to pay a deposit and then pay the mortgage back. Yeah. Yeah. And they wanted, you know, new furniture and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know, an expensive like process, moving house. Basic things that you require to live. <laughs> so, um, Emma worked a ton. She's got three jobs. Okay. And um, Ed started working for this guy called um, Tim, who does fencing and that kind of thing. And he paid a lot better than Ed's normal work. Ed... Ed's primary job is that he works for the Aldridges and he has his own tractor, which is like basically a huge amenity to him Mm -hmm. as a farming worker. Um, He started working for Tim and Tim was like, hey, um, do you want to do some extra work with me? It pays even better. And sounds perfectly legal. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Ed was like... Please load your tractor with um, eight kilograms of cocaine. Um, And yeah, he was getting the vibes and he was like, no. And then Tim was like, oh, okay then. We're not friends anymore. Cancelled. Oh. 
and and then Ed was like, oh, why won't you give me any work anymore? And Emma was like, she heard this, and she was like, no, just do do the extra work he wants to get you more work. And she knew. She knew, though. We'll get to that, though. So Ed starts delivering illegal pesticides in the back of his van. Oh, sweet. Oh, it wasn't far off with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cocaine on the arches is illegal pesticides. <laughs> I think illegal pesticides is code for cocaine. It just, it's the BBC code There's for cocaine. another cat on this fence now. This cat is the only thing that's saving me. We'll just... I was on... Anecdote, before I continue, I was on my way over here listening to today's episode. Uh-huh. Um, and I I think probably to any passerby, uh, as I was listening to Emma weep, I... um. Probably looked like I was going to kill myself. Oh my god! Um, and I saw the squirrel that stopped and stared at me for a while. <laughs> Just and to I was make like, sure you were okay. <laughs> I was like, "This squirrel knows what's up." The squirrel was like, "Yo, dude, you good?" He looked me in the eyes, and I was like, "This squirrel gets me." Yeah, on a on a deeply emotional level. Yeah, he was like, "Yo, things have not been great for me generally recently, and this plot line uh, and has not the been." The plot line helping. is great and at great help. Yeah. So um. So he starts Ed delivering coke. Bit. Yeah, Ed does this for a bit. And side adjacent to this, Will Grundy's having a bad time. Um, I don't remember if we kept it in me calling Will Grundy a bad dad. He's he's graduated from bad dad to basically competent father. Okay. And he he um was really stressed about a ton of stuff. Yeah, we um, we were rooting for him though. I remember us being like, he can do, he can be a I, better dad. I yeah, I believe in him. So I used to. So, he found out about the illegal pesticides because he was out driving his daughter Poppy to work. So, that was also Ed finding out that Will's been taking Poppy to his job in the middle of the night. So, they both mutually find out that they're terrible people. Uh Uh-huh. So, they decide to keep it a secret. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, mutually assured destruction kind of thing. <laughs> Great, yeah. And then that's always worked out everyone well. finds out about what Will's been doing, so that's kind of a no-go. And then Will finds out that um Will finds out that Emma got like rear-ended with one of with his kid in the car by a suspicious individual, which we know now wasn't at all related to this pesticides thing, but at the time, Ed thought that it was one of these shady individuals trying to, like, spook him. And he finds out a bunch of stuff, and he finds out that there's still, like, illegal pesticides, and Ed's still doing it, even though Ed told him he wasn't. So he, um... Ed's at work. (laughs) Oh, God. Ed's at work, and he's talking to his boss, Adam. Who's like, I'm going to give you a raise because I know you're going into this new place and I value you as a worker and we're really going to need you this harvest. And I was like, I can feel the fucking cinder block. The twist of the knife. Yeah. (sighs) I can feel the knife pointing into my back. Mm -hmm. And then Will runs over to Ed's place of work and starts yelling at him about his sale of illegal pesticides in front of Ed's boss. That's a cool thing to do. Because Will's a fucking genius. Because he's a nog. He's a fucking nog. And um, then Adam fires Ed. Uh, understandably. Because, yeah, not just that, but, you know, this is the same farm 
this is the same farm where Brian committed crimes against nature. Oh, yeah, the oh, it's the same one. <laughs> yeah, so Great. they were like, probably already... don't want to have. Yeah, that's a bit of a scandal that they can't two... weather. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is this is Brian's fault, but we'll get... We'll blame Brian for the whole thing. I want to blame Brian. I hate him so much. So Ed loses his job, so they're going to lose the mortgage. Right. So they're going to lose the house. Right. Because they both have to be in employment for the mortgage. Um. So then Emma freaks out and she starts running around the village um, asking people to borrow money. Yeah. Because they really need it. And everyone treats her like she's asking them for a kidney. Because that's, you know, like, that's what adults are like about lending money. Sure, I was like, yeah. I was just really, that was the worst bit for me. It's all so terrible. But it was when, like, she went to people and they were acting like she was... Don't get me wrong, she, in the course of it, said some stupid things... But she was like, before she even did that, everyone treated her like the fact that she needed money. She was like insulting them. Mm. Just for being in like, need. In, yeah, being in a position of, of. And the big one was that she went to Peggy. And Peggy's the one who's doing the grant. Yeah, the big matriarch. And she was like, thing. Emma desperately was like, you've always been kind to us and if you really want to support this village maybe you could like help us get this house mm -hmm. and peggy was like insulted and i was like damn oh god young people wanting a life the, uh that we can't allow that it's rural Britain. i genuinely couldn't get it i've never understood i don't I don't understand this attitude to money. Yeah, it's it's like it goes beyond materialism, right? Like it goes beyond the idea that we value things to the point of just worshipping the th the way we get the things, worshipping the currency yeah. itself. Because I mean, this was one of the first time that I like genuinely invested myself into what people were saying. And the split was people who were upset. And then people who were, like, saying, can't always get what you want. Jesus. Like a house and a life. Yeah. And, you know, Laszlo's hierarchy of needs. We haven't even gotten to the thing yet, which is that... Um... So all this is happening, and Emma, very stupidly, wants to lie to the mortgage company. That's, yeah, not gonna and go And Ed's wrong. like, I'm not gonna do that. Um, and she's angry at him because he's been doing criminal activity and he's angry at her because she's pretending like she didn't know. Right. I mean, it's a bit iffy, but I think she knew deep down and, and she wanted encouraged it. him to do that. Yeah. And then it all comes to the head and they're screaming and yelling at each other because it's the Friday and they have to, they have to close the deal with the mortgage company mm -hmm. and the mortgage company rings them and says no and they have this huge fight and emma gives this impassioned speech about her job at the chicken factory and how she gets treated and at the same time their kid has the fucking chicken pox and she's lost all her shifts for next week because she can't go in because her kid has the chicken pox mm -hmm. while she's trying to move into a new house and 
Ed says, I feel like I understand now that I'm not enough for you and the kids aren't enough for you. So I'm going to leave you. Is that, is that the logical response to that situation? I just... Yeah. Like, his whole thing where he's like, she needs more than me. He he just, like, made it about him. And I used to quite like him as mm. a character. Damn. MVP, though, of the whole, like, month mm-hmm. of drama, Tracy Horobin. I've always had a soft spot for her, even though they've tried to put her in, like, the stupid poor woman box. Okay. Well, like, this, this is the first time I think I've heard you talk about her. She, yeah, so she's that's literally starting to become a good character. And I've been just so fucking happy. She's been through Emma with this whole process. She and her kids get together literally every single cent that they have. Mm-hmm. 300 and like 350 pounds or something. And they say, we'll give it to you to get the house. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and she's been like the closest friend Emma has had through all of this. Mm-hmm. There's been loads of fallout. Susan and Clary have fallen out. They're best friends. Susan is Emma's mum and Clary is Will's mum. They had a huge fight. And, like, Susan was like, your son is a criminal. And Clary was like, you went to prison. Which is true. (laughs) Susan did go to prison. But to be fair, she went to prison for harboring a fugitive, which was her brother. I literally did not know this before. This, wow, the archers is wild. Yeah, this like is incredible. I, I, I knew Susan went to prison, but I was like, oh, she probably went to prison for like, like she probably it was some probably some minor misdemeanor to do with like, the E. coli outbreak or like she threw she an did. egg at a journalist or some shit. Yeah, it's gonna be like something like very lame. But I was like, no, she went to prison for harboring a fugitive, and I was like. <laughs> Who is a fugitive in the Archers? What does that even mean? Several people are fugitives in the Archers. You've got Rob. Rob's a fugitive. Yeah, I guess so. uh, uh, Lillian's Matt Matt Bellamy. He's a fugitive. He um, did a horse scam. (laughs) He did a horse racing... Uh, He he, went to everyone and said that they were going to build a... um, I think in Cuba they were going to build like a horse racing track track in Cuba and a bunch of people gave him money and he just ran off with it. Was it Cuba or is it like Croatia? <laughs> Either is amazing. There's a lot of, I feel like writers of the Archers are like, we'll come up with a hair ra- hair brain scheme uh, that a character is going to promise to do and then the next writer comes in and it is was like, so... no. I could not for the life of me get how anyone was falling for it. I mean, like, why does anyone fall for scams? But I was like... <laughs> It's not even... It's like people know he's a piece of shit as well. Like, people knew before this point. This happened last year, I think. <laughs> oh, you you know, that famous horse race country, Cuba. We're going to build our like horse race course in where he was like, Cuba. I'm a trustworthy oh, man. Oh, horse racing is really big in... Fucking... Oh, Puerto Rico? I don't remember where it was. <laughs> but anywhere is, is funny, to be honest. It could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I scammed a ton of people out of their money, including Chrissy, who's like an old lady in who's like a C-list character on the show. She lost like something like thirty thousand 
pans or something ridiculous. That she invested in a <laughs> foreign in a... horse racing stadium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I, th- I think we can both agree that the writers for this month are psychopaths. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, so that's just the really upsetting storyline. Has there been some more fun stuff? Has Soil Academy returned? Okay, so I found out today Soil Academy is shortlisted. <gasps> I don't know if Juice Village is yet. Oh my god, it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gotta happen. Um low so low carbon Brookfield and Um Uh Soil Academy made it through. They're on the shortlist. Oh my god. I don't know about anything else, except I know the Vegan Association did not make it through. Oh. Apparently their proposal was extremely shoddy. Uh, that un- that makes sense. That sounds they're all right too- for vegans. <laughs> they're all too malnourished to do a proper PowerPoint presentation. Honestly, that was like slightly the implication that the show was making. I was like, I was like, Kate was like, everyone's so prejudiced against vegans. And Peggy was like, your proposal was shoddy. <laughs> she turned up just pale as anything, just like, hello, I'd like to propose that we all eat more plants. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of Kate, oh god, this is the worst one. Oh no. It gets worse. Is this all in you this You remember month? Jacob? Yes, yes. Okay. I I love this, him. This is all now. This is all happening at once. So this so this house thing This house this thing month, was happening and I was like, like last what week fucking two weeks plots ago. could they do to lower the tension on this atrocious example of wage theft and poverty. Yeah. So and so, so Jacob, Kate had a crush on Jacob. So Jacob is the new vet. Jacob's he's a horse. The new horse man. He, so he's a horse, and he is a he's a Kate Swedish. Was very attracted to this horse. So too. he's a Swedish horse that has come to Ambridge to vet with. Oh, you can do it. The other vet. Go on. It's literally no idea. Adam. Adam's the gay one. I just assumed because Jacob is yeah. Um, Alistair. Alistair. Okay, so Alistair, he lost his yeah. partner, who was like, "I'm gonna go and be a vet somewhere cooler than you." Uh, yeah. But do invest all this money in the veterinary practice, though. Well done. I remember things. Well fucking done. Uh, Alex. And then Jacob turns up, and the tension is in is palpable. Jacob doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't like to mix work to me, and play. The tension is palpable. So. So Alistair and Jacob clearly that someone was setting it up six months down the line yeah. they're gonna bone, but for now I, I, Kate has a crush on Jacob. Alex, you didn't get the impression that they actually were doing that, right? Yeah, because I don't listen to the show. I only, I only <laughs> oh, respond you, to what you tell me. Oh man, I'm so I'm so happy that you believed me. <laughs> there was no tension. There was There's there was tension. the kind of like. There was the kind of tension that I would create because I've been on Tumblr for more than five minutes. Right, but if it garnered enough tension for you to write a fanfic about it, I feel yeah. like it's worth it. And I'm, I choose to believe. Well, they are doing a romantic plot with Jacob. So it's with Kate, yeah, who is on my shit list. Yeah, yeah, okay. she's the local hippie. Yes. Yeah, I remember her from... We talked about her last month. So she... She took the cat Hilda Ogden, my 
is a cat with two names always a good thing <laughs> hilda ogden hilda hilda ogden is peggy's insane cat yes yes, yes have yes, you yes, seen yes. community yes you know the you know the zombie episode where yes. they go into the basement and yeah. there's the cat that's like <laughs> jumping back and forth like a fucking maniac that's hilda ogden that's hilda ogden <laughs> okay amazing so she like took the cat to see him and like offered him a free therapy because she works at a place called she owns a place called Spiritual Home, where they do therapies. Oh yeah, and it's like, like yoga and, and crystal healing and massages. I and joked, all of that I sort joked of that she made scented candles, and I wasn't very far off. Yes, yes, you remember your own jokes. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> so, so he goes, and he's a bit of a shit because he is a bit of a shit and he is like you need to press harder mm. and <laughs> and like through a series can you please, of can like you please do this in a mis- sultry swedish accent he doesn't have a swedish accent oh that's yeah, i'm sorry yeah so he's um he's like you need to press harder press harder and she's like massaging him uh-huh and He's like unimpressed because he's just kind of a dick, and she's also an asshole. Yeah, we've established that before, and, so they're perfect for each other. And then, like, she, he like doesn't tip her at all. Oh, cool. Because he doesn't tip her because he starts, for some reason, misconstruing what the business does, and he thinks it's a massage parlor. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Which and she isn't. sends him this email again, which is like offering extra corporate services. And he thinks he's offering him an orgy. And he goes to Harrison, the local police officer, <laughs> who is Kate's brother-in-law. And he says... Oh, but oh, this email sure sounds suspect. She ought to be careful about the language she uses. And Harrison, like, fucking disconnects from reality. <laughs> he, he enters the astral and then, plane. Yeah, he's like, he's so amused by this, he's incapable of laughter. <laughs> Which is what I am currently experiencing. I, I'm struggling to express vocally <sighs> yeah, how now I'm you know, feeling. Now you know how I feel. And That's Harrison goes to her and he tells her. Yeah. And she storms over to Jacob in the middle of the vets. Oh, she doesn't. And he's find like, it funny? hang on now, Uh-oh. don't call a c-. he's like, hang on, don't cause a scene. And she's like, You accuse me of being a prostitute. I'm gonna cause a scene. And you told the police officer. Yeah. I'm causing a scene, and there was a cat in the ba- background going, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fucking that's, awkward, right, mate? That's Hilda. It was Rogen like a cat, or it was something. It was something making animal noises in the background, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Hilda Ogden." You just and me both, to be buddy. Just and then, <laughs> Jesus. And then, Kate tells her sister Alice all about this. Alice, no wait. Why did I say Harrison was Kate's? Harrison is married to Fallon, not to Alice. Chris is married to Alice, who is Kate's sister. Chris is friends with Jacob. Kate 
tells Chris and Alice and Chris and Alice think it would be really funny <laughs> to put a bit of a joke on both of them or actually get things to work. It's unclear what their motivations were at this point, but apparently Alice can tell that Kate still has a thing for Jacob, despite, despite him Jacob accusing, accusing her, her of being, being a, a prostitute. prostitute. Yeah. I want to I want to clarify as well at this point in the story. Um, sex sex workers get a bad rap. There's absolutely nothing wrong with sex work yeah, as no, long as it is safe and consensual. It's the BBC, so but it's the BBC terrible. and they're terrible. So hire no, us. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us jobs. Give us jobs. Um. <laughs> So, Chris tells Jacob he's found someone for him and he should go on a blind date. A blind date. They set them up on a blind date. And this Alice is the perfect... tells Kate she's met someone spiritual that he knows that, like, went to... She's like, he went to the Himalayas to find himself. And I'm like, oh my god, so, why are you doing so this, she Alice? Lies. And then th- this fucking episode was where they were on... They met at the restaurant. Oh my god. And they decide to have the dinner and Jacob says he'll pay for it. And they're like odd coupling. They're odd coupling. And the fucking episode is switching back and forth between Emma Emma crying. And losing her mind about losing her and house and husband. And fucking Jacob and Kate doing a sitcom plot. <laughs> and I felt like I wanted to grip the middle of my head and tear myself the in two. The emotional whiplash of that as an episode this is furthering my my hypothesis that this writer is insane whoever is writing this week yeah hates cohesion and loves chaos because i feel like and might be loki god of mischief because i feel like the last time we recorded was before the 25th right yeah because it was a long time ago was like the episode i'm going to talk about the most next time was the the 25th episode which was just this like really cathartic episode where like all this nice stuff happened and and fucking fucking jim and alistair were talking about like his mum and that kind of thing and i was like this episode is the nicest episode ever and it was when if i remember correctly it was when emma and Ed went to go look at their new right, house as yeah. well. So it and was, I was just like, being nice to set up the chaos. And I was like, you know, I I, I actually have a good feeling about this. They're finally oh, going to do no. something nice for the Grundies. And I was going through a lot. And yeah. like they, the having no money thing, I had no fucking money yeah. when they were doing this plot. So I was listening and was like, this was right around the time I... um went to Asda with with a friend and I was like, I better quickly check my balance before I go food shopping because I think I might have under £40 so I don't want to overdo it. And I had £5 right. in my bank account. Yeah. And I just started hysterically laughing in an Asda aisle. And then they were doing this plot at the same time and I was like, hey, the universe is converging on me. But like it gave you the hope and then it... Oh man... Oh, the archers. They... Do I they do... hate Emma? Probably. They hate poor people. The archers hates know. the poor. I don't... I sometimes don't know. They framed what Tracy did as so kind. But they framed everyone else's reaction to Emma as reasonable. Right. 
so I don't I couldn't understand what if they understood what their stance was I feel like I would you could at least that's their thing it's two sides they're always two sides that's the point of the archers though and sometimes (laughs) there's not fucking two sides (laughs) sometimes people deserve to live in houses sometimes I'm gonna he's not real I can't kill Justin Elliott (laughs) Unfortunately, this fictional character is out of your grasp this time. This just... And of course, we're actually going to post this episode soon. So if anyone listens to it, who's not our close mutual anarchist friends, they're going to go, now the left is revealing its true colours. We'd like to kill a fictional character on like a, a, a long standing BBC radio show. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm revealing my true colours. Yeah, no, I... I... I, I don't have any frame of reference, but a man that promises to build affordable houses and then doesn't build affordable houses. I think so often about that one quote by that stranger on the internet where I was like, the, see, this is the thing about the left. They prioritise human life over everything. <laughs> and you're like, they would let the Statue of Liberty burn to save one person. <laughs> Which is an actual quote from an actual person on the internet. Not joking. I assume, and I like think about it a lot because I'm like, oh, oh no, human. I would, I humans. would let the Statue of Liberty burn to save to to save a cat <laughs> to save Hilda Ogden to save Hilda Ogden. I would let I would let New York crumble. I mean, I, it feels unfair because I'm not American to say that. So me saying I want to burn, let the Statue of Liberty yeah. burn, feels like war. <laughs> okay. So I so, will say uh, I would let. I mean, I actually want the Houses of Parliament yeah, to burn okay, down. Yeah. Okay. Let's so pick. Let's pick a non. I a non would... like inhabited. So the monument in London, which is a monument to the 1666 fire. That's I was like, gonna say like the London Eye, but everyone hates it. It's owned by Coke as well, so it would just be an anarchist move. It's owned by uh, Coca-Cola at this I point. I would let. We've really got nothing. Have Stonehenge. We? <laughs> I was thinking Stonehenge, and then I wasn't gonna say it because how do you burn down Stonehenge? Well, would you would you let Stonehenge one of the tall? Okay, so you know how Stonehenge has got yeah. the two uprights and the would one across. Would I push across. it over? Would you let the top bit fall off to save Hilda Ogden? <laughs> they just put it back on again. It's very heavy. Sure, <laughs> we've got tractors now. It's not as impressive. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think Stonehenge is fascinating to me. Stonehenge, uh, for me, kind of represents the same thing that the Archers does for our culture, in that it's only impressive because it's existed this long. What's the deal with Stonehenge? Yeah, what's the deal That's with not- Stonehenge? Have you not heard the song? No. Stonehenge. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to. After this is over, we'll, it's we'll, like I'll play you Stonehenge. It's Stonehenge is boring as fuck. <laughs> it's not particularly interesting to look at, but yeah, it's, it's got an, an interesting like history. It's sort the thing of, is, if we it knew hasn't even it. has it. Yeah, no, we don't know. Anything it hasn't about got it, an interesting so. history. It's just been there for so long. Literally, for all we know, it was fucking just... a fucking trickster god just like positioned them all. Or, like or that. for all we know, some really drunk druids were like, "I bet I can get that rock on top of those <laughs> other rocks." They do did it, a dude. bunch of they did a bunch of PCP. <laughs> Druids invented PCP in the Dark Ages. They, they had loads of illegal, 
insecticides. <laughs> pesticides, pesticides. Oh, okay. They 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 yeah. took a bunch of illegal pesticides, wink, and challenged yeah. uh, double dared each other to put a rock on a big rock. Oh god. <laughs> this is not a fun episode. It final, is for me. I'm having final, a great time. <laughs> I know you are. Final final up final thing to properly update someone Someone who's always on thin fucking ice with me is now on my shit list. Okay. I'm sorry, Linda. Oh. But you've gone too far this time. What did she do now? So before, I can't actually remember what she did. I just remember... She's just a bit of an... Just being she's annoyed. She's a snob. At, yeah. She's a snob. And sometimes I kind of like that. Because you know what? I'm a snob. <laughs> Big same. Just... I get really upset about translations. I'm like, I I have very strong views about what makes a good translation. She's not the one that reads it in the original Greek, right? No, that's Jim. Okay. That's Jim. We can always respect Jim. We love Jim. We love in Jim. this house, In we this love house, Jim. we respect Jim. And we defy the works of Linda. So, <laughs> she was hiring an assistant receptionist. She's a receptionist and the energy is really just drained out of my Yeah, what being. happened? You just hiring a, hiring a receptionist and uh she put through a bunch of applications and then uh Oliver, who's the only valid rich person in this whole in the planet. <laughs> he's a really good dude. Um he put Tracy Horobin and Freddie Pargeter also on the list. And Linda did not like this because she's a snob and they don't have reception experience. Okay. A thing that you need so much experience for because Linda is such a fucking genius who should just go jump in a well. She's going to go and set up a reception <sighs> in the bottom of her well. Yeah, and... um. God Christ. And she was really rude to Tracy the whole time. Tracy kind of took the brunt of it over Freddy, who was really, really nervous because he was worried that they were going to ask him about his prison time that he's done recently. Well, that's a whole other story. Oh my God, more prisoners. More prisoners. Yeah. Um, but Tracy is already going through a lot because she's helping Emma, right? Yeah, this she's helping Emma, the same... and the reason she was going for this job is while she was he helping Emma, she got fired. Right. So, and then she scraped together all of her money to offer to Emma. Yeah. So she needs a new job. She's looking for the reception job, and then and Linda was like, "Is that the outfit that you're wearing?" Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. She's and then to the shit fuck list. you, Linda. Tracy got the job. Oh, awesome. Because she's a personable person. <laughs> It was really funny though, because the two people who were interviewing her, I was losing my. I was laughing so hard, and my flatmate Ben came into the kitchen and was like, "What are you laughing about?" And I was like, "Tracy got the job," and he was like, "Great, I have no context for that." No idea what's. And um, now Ben he, feels he's the same like that frequently. I do. He he like comes in now because this is the first time he's like properly. He's never listened to the answers before, but knows what it is. Mm -hmm. So he's overheard it a couple of times now that we're living together. And the first episode he heard, he was like, 
I heard so many things, but it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Because it was a really farmy episode. Like, Amazing. they spent five minutes talking about, like, a tractor breaking down or something. And Brilliant. He was losing it. It's a classic it. Archers. Yeah, they were talking about, like, Arab- they were using the word arable a lot. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tracy got the job. The two people interviewing her were Oliver, really chill guy, and uh, Roy who um, Tracy once tried to, like, take on a date and he had the worst time of his life. Oh, no. So he had to, like, do this interview with her oh. and he really didn't want to hire her because he just finds it incredibly uncomfortable So this is just her. more, like, more sitcom stuff. More though. sitcom stuff, yes! <laughs> Which is great. In anyway, the Tracy of got this, the job yeah. and I'm so happy for That's her. Great. She deserves it. That's wonderful. She's, like... That's good news. See, she, there's some good stuff that happened this month. She is... You know, she has very little social awareness and she puts her foot in things a lot but she's not a bad person Mm. she just knows what she likes and knows what she wants she's been a bit she accidentally knocked a cricket ball into someone's nuts (laughs) recently she's amazing then that's brilliant yeah i mean to be honest top 10 uh i don't remember who it was now i can't remember countryside pranks 2019 i feel like it was it was either chris or harrison I feel like it was probably Chris. You've got them confused already this episode. So I mean, as far Chris as I'm and Harrison the same are person. basically the same person. They're one of them's like... a cop and one of them's not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what they are. Guess what Chris's Harris, job Harrison is. Harrison is a cop. Yeah. Chris. Uh, I've definitely told you this, but oh, you'd be liable to forget. No. Chris. He's friends with Jacob through work. Through work? Mm. So Jacob's a vet. Mm-hmm. So Chris... He's Jacob not... is a what vet? He's a horse. He's a horse. <laughs> Jacob is a horse. So Chris is mm? a mm? farrier. You fucking got it. I just guessed horse jobs. <laughs> yeah, there was basically two options and that was jockey and farrier. <laughs> yeah, so 50-50, you did pretty well. He's a farrier. Chris is a farrier. I it, like farriers. It's a cool job. Why do I always think a farrier is a harrier? Do you have any questions? Um, where do you know whereabouts in the month of story we are? Like, because I know that it's mm-hmm. difficult to tell. That's kind of the point. But do you know when we're gonna be like? Oh, I guess today's episode they didn't get the the thing right. Emma like got the call from the mortgage company. That Was wasn't that... today's. Oh, right. Um, that was. I think two Fridays ago. Oh, okay. It was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So what's been happening with yeah. her over the past, like, two She's weeks? She's been living with her parents and all the stuff between Susan and Clary went down. And okay. The fighting and... She's so weird. Her hope- crying this episode was, um, Tracy said, we'll have a girls' night in with you and your mum and it'll, we'll do that thing where we'll be like... We'll we'll play like those just dumped your boyfriend games kind of thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a good idea in in theory. In theory, but yeah, I'm absolutely. Probably too early. Right. And Emma did this one where it was like describe the most annoying traits of your ex. She like started doing it, and it was a thing where she was like describing annoying traits, and then she was just remembering more and more things about him, and like mm-hmm. it just spiraled. His- quirks and his habits even the ones she hated and she started weeping and i was like 
Mr. Squirrel, take me away. <laughs> Mr. Squirrel, please. Please, Mr. Squirrel. I've been very like that recently. I keep staring at animals and being like, do you get it? They do. I really meant it. When I said I've gone fucking feral, this it was it. me It was me being like, I really want to run off into the woods. Mm-hmm. Stonehenge will have you. <laughs> Stonehenge is boring. And I don't want to live there. I'm sorry. I don't know if there is anyone in the UK that is like very sentimental about Stonehenge. A lot of people really love it. They go there all the time. It's always I guess I'm just from Wales and I have higher standards for cultural heritage. (laughs) This is the best we've got, right? That was your... the deepest burn I've ever managed against England, and I from do that Wales. a lot. You managing yeah. to get something? Hey, now from Wales. You want to start? Yes, kind of. Look, the Anything. only thing I have being British is not technically being English. Yeah, it's I'm... the only thing I have. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> I apologise on behalf of my people. Yeah. I'm like. A bit Irish and a bit Welsh. I wish I had some Scottish in me too. Just the less English, the better would be great. <laughs> Just get as far away from them as possible. <laughs> so I'm going to keep ran. I had this interaction with someone. The Archers... We haven't kind of gone into this before because we've been done the whole why do I listen to the Archers thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just a thing of it. it's not written for me. You know... It represents, though, a lot of things I kind of dislike about British culture. And I've joked about the whole avoiding political topics. You know, the whole, I don't like Brexit. I like Brexit. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I guess we can agree to disagree. There's always two sides. Now, tell me any... about your Montbelliarts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, it's just like, oh, the new prime minister. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, my tractor's broken down. They literally haven't. Have they, not, have they not mentioned it? I, I, I keep forgetting, tell which is great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's fun. And then I see something on the news the and I'm like, one, oh, dear. The one downside of being incredibly busy and depressed is I keep forgetting that we have a political structure in this country. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, working all yeah. the time and trying to live, in, it makes it easier to, to forget yeah. the thing. Last time was the first time I've never voted. Wow. Because I was so distracted by how terrible my life was my parents asked me why didn't you vote and i was like you know and i i don't believe in apathy towards voting but also is there any point in me voting if i hate all the candidates that's Mm. and people say go and you know check and and spoil your ballot and i'm like yeah okay um but i was yeah just like i really Every, they're all so terrible. Anyway, this is an I hate podcast. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I hate Britain, and I'm British. Hi, <laughs> hi, Ray. And you know, it's not about me like dredging up our past or saying that we're always doing terrible things now. I hate the culture of trying to pretend everything's fine. Mm, it's. That it's... is something that we do very well as British people. We have yeah. had hundreds of years of experience of pretending that we're not doing anything wrong and everything's going swimmingly. Yeah. I think it's what tea was made for. 
Yeah. You just sip it and it it hides all of the crimes. And yeah, all of yeah. the terrible things that are going wrong in your country. Yeah. I remember this conversation I was having with someone. And I'm not going to say who they were because they might listen to this. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, I was like being political and they were like, you know, you benefit a lot from like this country and capitalism and stuff. And I'm like, I know. And it haunts me. Yeah, it's literally the bane I of my I can't existence. get to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, I can be mad about things that don't affect me and... Like the archers isn't mad about anything; it just exists in this this dream state, yeah, this beautiful dream of we're just gonna keep coming back to this, like the archers just has to exist. I think that's the main takeaway from the show is that the archers will always exist, no matter what happens yeah, politically, like a, economically, socially fixed point, as the doctor would say, yeah, we can't change it, and it can't change us. Yeah. But yet we still we're still here. We're still here for the ride. Yeah. Well, because I was the thing I was going to bring up originally. I was having this interaction with someone online, which I rarely do, yeah, and I don't know why I did this time. It's odd for me. I'm not. I'm not a comment wars person. My most the thing I usually do in comments is I like write out a really long fart noise because that's like the amount of feeling I can the, muster yeah. towards people. But like. That's about the level of. I think because well. I've been in such a bad place, I've been like, I want to like express explicitly how much I hate strangers on the internet, <laughs> and it was like this meme thing where it was like, big brain Britain compared to other countries manages to pretend none of the bad stuff ever happened. Like we're really good at it. Yeah. And fucking. Someone in the comments was like, "Actually, was it really all that bad?" Like. Like, okay. no self-awareness. Uh-huh. And I, I was just kind of like, God, I'm so embarrassed. Please don't do this. <laughs> Why does everyone do this? Every time, yeah. And they, and then a bunch of people were like, no, you're the embarrassment. And I was like, you know what? I fucking am. Hi, I'm <laughs> Ray, and I'm an embarrassment. I'm an embarrassment to my country, and I listen to the archers. <laughs> which, which... Which, on its bad days, is embarrassing to me. <laughs> and it's not been a good... It's not been a good fucking month. <laughs> I think that's the title of our episode. It's just... It's not been a good fucking month. No. Just in the arches and out. I... You know, before... There is at least two people who will listen to the to this and go, I think you're projecting. And I'll be like, yeah... <laughs> No shit. You noticed? <laughs> Congratulations, those attentive listeners. The stars have aligned and I'm miserable. <laughs> Is that what your co-star said? Is that what your star chart said this month? The stars are aligning, Ray, and you are miserable. If you, if we are to judge such things, I am a Scorpio and Scorpios are always miserable. <laughs> that seems like... That seems like a failure on the part of whoever designed the Zodiac chart to be like, well, the there's person, a whole month where if you're the born there, that's it. The person who's ever properly explained this shit to me, they were like, um, you know, all the water signs, they're all different kinds of water. And um, like, you can do it two ways with Scorpio. You're either a deep, endless ocean with no escape, 
or a deep, deep well that you can never climb out of. And I was like, thanks, mate. Oh, I thought you were just going to say different types of water. Scorpios, you your tears. <laughs> you're, you're the salty it's brine an ocean of, of my tears. tears are a well filled with my tears. And they're like, yeah, and you like watching people from the well. And sometimes people can talk to you in the well, but you never leave the well. And that I was like, great, actually. In comparison to 2019 <laughs> What's your star Britain, sign? Uh, I don't even know because I'm on a cusp. So it's great for me to oh, be able to God, just not even You would bother. fucking say that. Yeah, of course I would. Um, so in character for you to be like, different. it sounds great to be in the well. It does sound great to be in the well. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I'd love to be in the well. I want to, I, I like, I don't know star signs well enough, but like my initial instinct with you just being like, the well sounds great is that you're a Gemini or a Pisces. Yes. Are you, are you saying? Gemini, Cancer, Cusp, yes. Oh my God. I, don't I know hate that them. I could guess that. That's terrible for you. It is. People have yelled to me too much about star science. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but honestly, in comparison to living in the world, living in a deep, endless well sounds pretty good. I wonder if I should figure out everyone's star sign on the arches by... Please do. And that's our next episode, is it's the Zodiac readings fucking... of the star... Reading the stars of the arches before someone who actually knows about this stuff asks me what my like moon and my rising my uranus is in i don't understand <laughs> i i don't remember and i don't remember what time of day i was born i'm pretty well, sure early i would in the be morning. very surprised if you remembered what time you were born did you like pop out and check a watch no but you <sighs> oh man you fell right into that yeah well we filled an hour with with your misery and my delight. I'm gonna... I'm sorry if you like Stonehenge. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I wonder if I have it in me to write. My, my other option was that I was gonna write, like, I was gonna give you a script. Mm-hmm. And, like, make you pretend to be the boss of the chicken factory. <laughs> and we were going to do, like, a... like A, a scene? A showdown. Oh, like okay. A 70s kung fu movie kind of... <laughs> Till Bill energy bringing to the... Don't... <laughs> no. Don't compare me to Quentin Tarantino. I, take, I, I don't know back, you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so much better than I him. could cope with anything you've said up to this point, but... <laughs> oh... Well, thank you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> thank you for sharing. There's been some good stuff that happened this month. I'm I'm a big fan of of the sitcom energy that's been going on. Mm, other good for you. In between all of the misery. One more thing. Go for it, please. I just want to think of something about farming. Oh yeah, please t tell me a farm fact. Oh yeah, so. This one, this one's cool. You know how um, cows produce a lot of methane. Yes. The low carbon project that got through mm -hmm. is about reducing methane output in cow herding, and I think that's that's really interesting. That's really interesting and like, a good thing to do. Has there been any details on how that is actually possible? Are they just feeding the cows different stuff? I think it's diet and there's different types of cows that are more ah. eco-friendly 
That's and really herd size, you know, mm. optimizing. I'm sure they'll give more information. I'm sure that there'll be like a whole 20-minute bit. One sh- whole yeah. show will be dedicated to yeah. milk production. If they can do a whole, like, play of the Canterbury Tales, I'm sure they can talk a bit more about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cow farts. Just cow farts for a whole week. There we go. It's been hard getting all of this stuff out, and we did it now. And we don't. I have to felt do it, it was again. important to express how I feel about, it, and I'm never going to talk about any of this stuff again. You can't make me. <laughs> and no um, I have hopes for the future. Okay, the thirty let's... years of this planet we have left are going to be fucking great. <laughs> Hi, uh, bye. Even I was Ray, and I've been Alex. And make sure you shut the gate. All those cows, they'll buy a house. Ha 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 